Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You guys having fun? Say, this is going to be one of those days. You can feel it. Hallelujah. Go over here. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to give you time. Amen? Pray, praying for everybody, believing God. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Write these scriptures down. Write every one of them down, please. All right, you ready for this? Now, I want you to pull this in today. We want you really thinking, okay? Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, we're gonna do this. Now, I'm gonna show you how to do this today. I think it's really, really important. We're talking about the Holy Spirit and the life of the believer, okay? Now, what are you moving around? You ain't gotta go, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Holy Spirit now in the life of the believer, and I'll explain this, okay? I want you to get this, and I want you to pull this in, okay? And here's the thing. You're going through life like we all are, and stuff arises, questions, decisions, obstacles, feelings, emotions, everything rises up. How in the heaven do I overcome these things, not just cares, worries, fears, frets, decisions, okay? I got to make decisions on the daily of life. If I don't know how to do it, how do I start doing it? We got the Holy Spirit for all this stuff, but if we don't understand how to do it, that's the problem. What happens is this. We walk through life like mere mortal people when you're supernatural beings. Does that make sense? It's not real spooky or hard, but it's this. It's a level of you leaning in and doing this thing spiritually so you can overcome things you need to overcome, okay? Today's gonna be awesome. So you see 1 Corinthians 14 too? I'm gonna read it to you. We're gonna go slow. For he that speaks in unknown tongues. Now let me explain something. If you're not filled with the Spirit, we'll get you filled with the Spirit, okay? Don't be down on what you're not up on. Well, I don't know about that. Well, last time I checked, you don't have a PhD in spirituality. Relax. Calm down. Go slow. You're in a good environment. I hope y'all need you and I'm guiding you. I mean, you know, like everywhere you guys go, you don't tell the mechanic. You don't tell this. You don't tell the roof guy. You don't tell the guy fixing your appliances. Well, I don't think you know what you're doing. Why'd you call him? Fix it yourself. No, I'm fixing spiritual problems. That's why you pay me. So I'm going to show you how to do this, okay? So now that we got that done, just trust me. Me and my weird, goofy, holy spirit. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. <laughs> you, your sleaze, holy ghost. <laughs> holy ghost likes honesty, man. You guys want to lie. Like, not say you lie, but like, oh, I, I know everything. No, it's, it's off the wall. The whole thing's crazy. I've been telling you this from the day you came in the building. Virgin birth, that's nuts. Come on, look. The whole walk on water. Yeah, what have you been eating? Come on, what are you talking about? Walk through a wall? He walked, Jesus walked through a wall twice. Water to wine, try it. Come on, this thing's shot out. You don't think it takes faith? Oh, I'm a total heathen, sinner, shot out, destructive person, and all I gotta do is believe I receive what Jesus did for me, and I spend eternity in heaven. Wow, if that's not whacked, I don't know what is. But it's the truth. Did it not all take faith? Yes, so when it comes to this, we'll just put faith. And if you don't know everything, like stuff, I don't know yet. Stick around, come back, chill out, relax. You ain't got to figure out everything out in a day. Give it a little time. Let it set in. Got it? We good? Okay, ready to go? We're good, let's do this. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue, speaking not unto men, but unto who? God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Now watch this. How be it in the spirit? What's the fastest way for me and you to get in the spirit, even though we are spirit? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So if you want to get in the spirit about some stuff, I need you to start doing this. I need you to start reaching out into the world and pulling this stuff into your spirit. I need you to start reaching out into your emotions and pulling this stuff into the spirit. How be it in the spirit, he speaks. How be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. This is what I want to try to get you seeing. I want you getting into the spirit some of the decisions you've been making in the natural. I want you to get the, I want you to pull them over. 
I want you to pull over business ideas. I want you to pull over life decisions. I want you to start pulling over daily decisions on the go. Like, you, how be it in the spirit, he speaks mystery. Here's the thing. We're dealing with a lot of stuff in life, and instead of us pulling it into the spirit, it's pulling us into the natural. Worrying and fearing and fretting and decision. See, that's what it does. See, faith, Brother Hagin been saying this for years. Brother Hagin says, he said, as long as you keep the enemy in the arena of faith, you'll beat him every time. But if he pulls you in the arena of reason, he's got you. Your emotions are trying to pull you into a different arena called the scene realm. Now, we got emotions. nothing wrong with emotions. We got feelings. nothing wrong with feelings. We got stuff. We got ups. We got downs. We got stuff. But guess what? You cannot allow it to dictate to you what you're going to do and what you're going to say. You got to start learning how to pull it into the arena of faith through praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, watch this, right? And I'm talking about, and I told you how to do it. You got to take almost like a mindset of grabbing that image and bringing it in. Those decisions got to be brought over. Why? Because if you don't understand this, this is very important. And it's very, very important. Listen, God cares about your feelings. God cares about what you're going through. God cares about every ounce of your life. But I got news for you. He can't do nothing for you unless you make spiritual decisions based on the direction where he's taking you. So that's why you got to get it over in the spirit. So like I'm saying, like I told you with the kids, you got to go grab those kids in your head and pull them over in the Holy Ghost and pray it out. Amen? You got to pray. Now, here's the big thing. I'd rather you spend one minute in a minute, minutes of praying all throughout the day, than you spend some half hour in the morning and forget about God all day long. You know what I'm saying? Business ideas, life. How about you ever get up one day and you're worrying? Worry, worry is just reverse meditation. That's all it is. It's teaching you how to meditate. When you get up and you worry, take that thing over in the realm. Say, I'm taking that worry. I'm taking that care. And I'm going to cast. How do you cast the cares upon the Lord? What do you do when your cares? We go to church. Cast your cares. Guy stands up there. Cast your cares upon the Lord for the Lord carry for you. We do all this stupid stuff. Throw your care. Yeah, the care didn't even let you before it hit you smack in the face. Throw your care in the air. It's like this, you know, throw your cares in the air. You know, like, oh, throw your cares in the air. Like, you just don't care. Oh, throw your cares in the air. Like, you just don't care. He's hitting you in the head before you even leave the building. Give me a break. This is how you cast your cares. You grab that joker, you pull it over in the spirit, and you start, I'm not talking about nine hours. I'm talking about nine minutes, nine seconds, 22 a minute. Get it over. Get it over. Oh, Pastor Chris, you're too spiritual. No, I'm spiritual, period. Not too spiritual. You're too natural and carnal. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> I tell you, it's apostolic and it's teaching. I told him that in the morning. I don't got no problem saying it. This is why the church, this is my assignment. I don't care what everybody else is talking about on Sunday. This is what I'm talking about on Sunday. You better just thank God you're in the building. Because this is how you do it. I was 30 years ago somebody would have taught me how to do this stuff. And don't be no lazy Christian. Like, I don't want to take, you're going you to pray. Look, you're going to worry anyway. You might as well worry the right way. You know what I'm saying? I got to deal with it anyway. Might as well do it the right way. I ain't got to worry with God, but hey, oh, I cast my care. This is how you cast your care. You grab that thing and you pull it in the spiritual. I'm going to show you how to do it now. See, because here's what happened. I'm supposed to pray in the spirit. Why am I supposed to? And we all charismatic, fighting about being charismatic, all excited about it. And then you got it and you don't even know what you're doing. And last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the no-show hands. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. And then I'm not asking for all day long. you spending 20 minutes. But how about on the car ride, on the way to work, you just flip the switch for a little bit. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm going to show you in the Word of God. You getting what I'm saying? Because what's this month been about? Choosing to be chosen. Living a spiritual life. Living the next level life. You're going to fly a plane. You know how you fly a plane? You get in that thing. You ain't going to pray in tongues loud. Get in there and do it. Why not? Are you, are you seeing this? We got all this stuff for natural life, spirit life. So I'm going to show you how to do it now. Now you got to see this. But here's the thing. You got to understand. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, no duh. You reach over in the spirit, and I want you to reach over in the natural and pull that worry into a place of prayer. I want you to reach over in the natural and pull those, those, those cares into a place of prayer. I want you to reach over natural, and I want you to pull this stuff over. I want you praying about all this stuff, and it might not, might be quick and easy, but watch this. I'm going to show you some scriptures now that it's very, very important, and we're getting there, and you're pulling it in because you understand a lot better than you think you do. Look right here. Check this out. God wants you to go to a place of divine alignment, okay? Look at what it says here in the message in John 6.35. John 6.35. You doing okay? So you see where I'm, you see where I'm getting you to go, right? I get up, and I got... I got some issues, or I got life, or I got, how many? you got to make some decisions, right? You got to make decisions. Take that decision, 
carry that decision over, and by faith, you telling me, if you go there and say, God, right now, by faith, I want to pray in the spirit. I have no more direction which way to go. I don't know what to do. I'm at a fork in the road in life. I got to either go right or go left and make a decision. And by faith, I want to pray in the spirit about this decision I got to make so I make the right decision. Does anybody in this room think you're going to be wasting time doing that in front of God? No. So this is how you do it. I got to make a job decision. I got to make a life decision. I got to make a relationship decision. You want to know why you don't do that? You don't want to hear no. Yeah, don't play with me. I'm a ninja, man. I'm, don't play with me. You want to hear what you want to hear. I don't want to hear no. That's why I don't go to God. And you want to know what that is? Pride. And every time you don't pray, you're full of pride. And everybody says, well, you know, I don't pray because of this. No, you're full of pride, man. And this is okay. Look, man, I already drank the Kool-Aid. I know who I am. I was prideful. Well, I can handle it. You can't handle nothing. Don't just try to figure it out. And then you get this answer to pride. Well, you know, I don't think that's how you do it. Well, what do you mean you don't think that's how you do it? I don't go to the concrete guy and go, I don't think that's how you pour that, bro. Go to the house builder. We were Dennis's buddy, the house guy, right? He builds houses for a living. Let me show you how to do that. But we may go see that dude. Like, give me the hammer. Let me show you how to do that. So good to say, shut up. I've been doing this for 19, 25 years. You go tell hey, this day, hey, Steve, here's how you do it. Here's how you do all that. So you're gonna look at me like, shut up, man. Pastor Chris, I love you. You're my friend, but you ain't never showed up on the job site a day in your life. What do you know about doing this? Well, I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> shut up. Stop it. Stop. I can intercede. But you get what I'm saying? Stop. This is how you do it. Just know you got to make these life adjustments. Look at these scriptures. Look what it says here. Look what it says. You got to get your life in the light around it. Jesus said this, I'm the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more. What's that mean, align? Get, in, get, in, get aligned. When your life's out of alignment, you're unsettled. When your life's out of alignment, you don't have rest. When your life's out of alignment, you can't, you, you, you're all over the place. You're like a wave of the sea, vacillating, double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. Why? Because I haven't found a place to get aligned right. You know what I'm saying? You remember, remember, like, you know, you buy a t- I went to somewhere to go get a tire, right? And the guy goes like this, well, we put tires on, but we don't align it. I said, what good is that? You know, some of those places are like that. You ever see, you ever see your car do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever, you ever have alignment problems in your car? Like, one time we had one in the car. All of a sudden, I started noticing something. I said, what? The car starts doing this. Or leaning off to the side. You let go of the wheel, it leans to the side. You know what I'm saying? And you say, line, line these things. And I got these tires on this thing. Forget about it, right? I was like, I ain't even touching it, right? And it's like, and the car starts leaning to the side. How many, you know what some, some of you are doing? You know what it is? God's trying to get you divinely aligned with the Holy Ghost, but here you are. You're emotionally out of balance. And you start leaning off in your emotions. That's good. Some of you are worried, shot out, and you're like going down the road, like, you're out of balance. Your car's out of balance. What do you do? You got to put weights in the thing to get it just right. They spin it, and they get it right. Now all four tires are going the right direction. You can let go of the wheel on the car, and that car goes straight as an arrow. You know what the problem is? You had alignment. Your life's not in alignment with where God's trying to take you, and the only one that can get you in alignment, oh, I got to get a new house. Your new house is going to be the miserable house in a month. I need to get a new car. You ain't no nothing new. The problem is you're going with you. You're the problem. Well, praise God, I'm glad I visited Relevant Church today. It's a great little church. <laughs> no, you're the problem because everywhere you go, you're showing up. And you're out of alignment. Praise the Lord. And you're like, show up like, oh, why am I, why is my car doing this? Because you're in it, driving it. As a matter of fact, you're the car. Until we get you balanced right, you're going to have the same problem. I got brand new seats. Guess what? That car's still going to go. I got to wax the paint. It's still going to go. You see what I'm saying? You got to get your life in line. Here's the thing. There's stuff you're leaving alone. You cannot leave alone. So this is what I'm saying. So Pastor Chris, all right, I get what you're saying. So what do we want me to do? I want you to reach into the world and pull these things that you are dealing with, whether they're struggles, whether they're ups, whether they're down, decisions, good, bad, ugly, whatever. And I want you to pull it in the spirit and start processing it through prayer. Now, this is where I wish somebody would have told me 30 years ago. Because I'm facing stuff, I don't know how to get answers, and nobody taught me how to hold it in my mind and pray it in my spirit or give it to God by faith and pray it out in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to say that slow because that is powerful. Okay? I didn't know how to hold it in my mind and pray in the spirit, and I did not know how to ask God by faith, God, 
I need a favor here. I want to pray about this business decision or whatever it is, and I'm going to, by faith, take a step of faith and pray in the Holy Ghost for it because I don't have the answer. Because this is what you got to realize. God has given me the word of God, okay, to have conscious understanding. But guess what? I need the spirit of God for direction because I don't know what to do. And there's things that only, you know, he can show me things to come. I can't. He might not give me the exact thing that's going to come, but I could get the no or the zig or the move. You see what I'm saying? So what I got to do, so with those kids, right, say you're praying for the kids, right? You're like, I don't know these kids. The kids need to get saved or whatever they need. You got to take a picture of them jokers in there and the Holy Ghost and look at that thing. Nobody ever told me this. I didn't even know you could do this. I thought this. Was, I thought it was weird when I first got it from the Holy Ghost, but I prayed it out. I hold that picture there. Pray that thing out. Hold them picture of them jokers right there. And then while you're there, they're going to get saved. Send laborers across their path. Hallelujah. You got to mix the word in the spirit. Send laborers across their path. I think your angels are on assignment. I break the power of the devil off these kids. They're going to serve God all the day. Write that down. They're going to serve God all the days of their life. You see what I'm doing right now? I'm teaching you how to do this. You ain't going to be with little Johnny when little Johnny's out there getting tempted by everything in the world. No. That's how you do it. You see what I'm saying? That's how you do it. You got business decisions, right? You got to make a decision about money or something like that. You got to hold that thing in your head. God, I got to make the right choice because guess what? You know what I tell God? It ain't my money. It's your money. Well, he got my wallet, I got his. What decisions do I make? How do I do this? Show me out. Now watch this. I'm not saying, and if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, we're going to get you filled. I'm telling you now, we're talking next level Christianity. This is not like, this is, this, is, this, is, this is how you're supposed to live. Like, this is life in the spirit, though. Y'all know this. All you spiritual people all know this. This is how you're supposed to be living anyway. But here's the problem. When I sign you up for this, you think, oh, my God, how much prayer time does this guy want? Look, I've already been to your head and out. My God, this guy wants to be praying. How long is prayer? How much prayer is this going to be? A minute. That's all it is. You have that baby? You ain't got the wisdom for that baby yet. Go slow, though. It's in you. I'm going to show you. And you go, Dad, you know what you tell You say, Dad, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to do this. Help me. And you feel this switch. For a minute. Two minutes. Some days it'll be a little bit, and then you just leave it alone. That thought's going to come back. Hey, do this. You know what you do with that thought? You take it in the arena of faith. I ain't doing that. I'm doing what my daddy wants me to do. You get strength. Now, I'm going to show you around. Now, you're going to see this now. Now, I'm going to give you three points. We're going to see it. You understand what I'm saying? Because you got to make decisions about your life, and there's forks in the roads. And I don't know which way to go. I tried to look in the Bible. Chris, 842, here's what you're supposed to do. It ain't in there. I look cover to cover, maps, index. Glock, the whole thing printed where it was printed. It ain't there, man. It ain't there. So if you need direction, you got to do it. And you got to let God steer you. Look at this. Write this down. Okay. So everybody understand divine alignment's coming, but here's a big one. Look at this. You need grace. Now let's show them this one. Let's show them 1 Corinthians 30. I'm skipping ahead, Ma. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Passion. Now read these, and then we're going to go back because you're going to tap into grace. You're going to tap. How many of you want grace for the place? Woo, that's power. How many want good thoughts, good words? I'm going to get you all of them, but you got to see this, okay? So we got to make time. Is everybody okay? Is this making sense? You got to pull the thing into the arena because it's trying to pull you into the world. You see what I'm saying? How many had like a, 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 an emotion or a worry or a care or even just a decision pull you into that arena and now you're all over the place? Does that make sense? Are you getting it? Or a care or a concern? Or all that stuff. Like, okay, people were sick in the church, right? It wasn't good. I was like, I ain't going in there. Pastor Liz will tell you. She's like, I'm going to call and find out. I said, call out all you want to find out. I'm going to do what I say. They're going to do what I say. They're going to live and not. I had somebody like a couple weeks ago because I'm tired of this. I said, everybody living and not dying. That's it. That's it. Victory. You call me up, you got to talk. I'm talking victory. That's all I got for you. Victory. Now, leave that alone. That's what I said. And then when it tries to pull me in the arena of reason, like, oh, you should get worried. I get worried about nothing. You see what I'm saying? This is, what life, this is what's happening with your life. It's trying to pull you into an arena. Don't go there. Pull it into your arena. How do I reset that day? Pull that shake. Get over here. You stay over here. I'll stay settled over here. A minute. Two minutes, that's it. It ain't long. Just Thursday. What? Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. See, be not drunk with wine. 
Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. What's that mean? Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. How you stay filled with the Holy Ghost? What? Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. That's how you stay filled with the Holy Ghost. Constant on the daily. You ain't going to be loud either. Stir yourself up. Lean in. You might be on the job. Lean in. You see what I'm saying? Lean in the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost in 1999. What you been doing with him, bro? But I don't know. It's, so God gave you something that ain't good for you. God gave you something you don't need. Are we, are we, come on, man, help me. Are you getting, see, I'm doing one, I'm, I'm doing one thing this month. I'm showing you how important it is. This is how it's supposed to work, though. Because you watch this. Check this out. Look right here. Read this scripture. Now, you with me? Are, are you getting this? Is everybody getting what I'm saying? Because I don't care. You could just raise your hand, and I, I, I'm telling you, I'll find you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're in the truck going to work, and you're like, we got some house decisions we need to make. Chris, you sit there and go, God, I'm praying about that thing right there. So called them break Because I don't know what to do, but you know what to do, and I'm going to trust and rely on faith, and I got the Holy Ghost. And now watch this. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting, your, I'm getting your focus where it needs to be, and I'm getting your attention off of you and your problem and putting it on God. I'm getting you to a place of worship, which is your reasonable service. I'm teaching you how to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. The spiritual one-on-one. You're going to be dangerous. When you, come in, when you leave this room, you're going to be dangerous. Now, you've got to discipline yourself to do this, and it ain't going to happen overnight. But if you trust the process, you will reach the results. You understand me? This is how you do it. You keep it. In, I understand what he was saying all those years. You've got to keep it in the arena of faith. Brother Hagin was saying that. He said, you've got to keep it in the arena of faith. What's he talking about? How are you going to keep stuff in the arena of faith? Every time you go with the devil and you get in the arena of reason, he'll beat you. What in the world are you talking about, bro? How do I keep it in the arena of faith? I keep it in the spirit realm. Pull it into my world. It doesn't pull me into its. Did you get what I just said? Kevin, did you hear what I said? You pull it into your world. All of it. Every thought, every idea, every... Donnie, you got me? Every thought... Every idea, every suggestion. That takes discipline. You want to know what that is? You want to know what that is? It's 2 Corinthians 10. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. For the pulling down, and, right, pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into the obedience. What obedience is that? The obedience of, is it spirit? If it ain't spirit, what spirit? Where does it go? Where do I put it? How do I know what to cast down? Everything anti-God? Cast it down. Cast it down. You ain't even safe to think the thoughts you think about you because half of the thoughts that you got, I'm going to say this. Correct me, Jesus. Thank you. 90% of the thoughts you got in your head didn't even come from you. They came from the devil. Why are you believing them about you? You ain't safe to think about. That's why you need somebody to tell you who you are. You don't know who you are. You think, bro, look, man, half the people make mistakes in life, they had no other choice. I'm telling you, they didn't have a choice. They chose something, but they didn't have a choice. You'll get that on the ride home. You understand what I said? I'm not trying to be a smart guy. They didn't have a choice, man. Nobody talked them up. Nobody talked them up enough. So all they did was make decisions based upon how they felt about themselves, but they didn't know who they were. Get around somebody that tells you who you are and don't let them leave your life. Don't let them leave your life, man. Because everybody's telling you who you're not on earth. Find somebody that's telling you who you are. I'm telling you, man, fight for that. For it is not, now get this, now watch this, right? For it is not from man that we draw our life, but from God as we are being joined to Jesus the anointed one, now he is our God-given wisdom, virtue, holiness, and redemption. Go slow. Who is our wisdom? Jesus. 
okay? Right? For it is not from man that we draw, but life from God as being joined to Jesus, the anointed one, and now Jesus is our God-given wisdom, virtue. Okay, where is Jesus? He's in you. You got to draw wisdom out of you, and I like it. You know, it's funny. It was, I figured out who it was with the bucket of tongues. Now, we don't have buckets no more in robes, but some of y'all farm people know what I'm talking about. Usually, I go down there. with the. I was somewhere in there. They pumped the pump. You got to pump the pump. You got to go down there in that well with the bucket of tongues, and you, with the bucket of tongues, you draw up wisdom out of your spirit because Jesus is in you and in heaven. You understand what I'm saying? So next time temptation stares you in the face, show up with wisdom. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's, so, it's such a bad, it's such a really bad like, analogy, like the bucket of tongues. How crazy, right? But guess what? It's a picture you'll never forget. You got a well of spiritual wisdom in you, and when you go down with the bucket of tongues, you start pulling up what you need, just like water. He said, inside of you is rivers of living water, rushing Living water inside of you. You go in with the bucket of tongues and you pull up wisdom on what kind of prayers to pray. What kind of words to say. You see it? You pull it up. So whatever. Okay, what happens if you don't, what happens if you don't go pull it up? You got to pull up wisdom. Where's wisdom? It's in me. You got wisdom for every situation in life. You just got to get down, get down in that bucket and pull it up. Pull it up. Robo, pull it up. You'll pull it up to make right decisions. Now, what kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of wisdom do I have? Well, check this out. Watch this. Everybody write these down. I'm going to give you three quick places because I want you to get this. How many of you know this? Number one, the Holy Spirit is in you and grace will work for you. James 4 and 5 amplified. Now, I want you to see this. How many of you need more grace? Grace is the ability in me and you to do what we could not do by ourselves. How many need some grace for the place? Woo! How many need some grace? You know what grace is? Grace is for me to build. Remember Paul said this? He said, oh, there's an angel from Satan buffeting me, blow after blow. And God said, hey, you know, give me grace. And he's like, give me grace. Jesus, help me. He said, ah, my grace will be sufficient. He didn't make the problem go away. He just gave him the answer. In grace. You see it? How many need more grace for decisions you got to make? Grace for stuff. Look what it says right here. For it is not, oh yeah, you got the James one? Put that one up there. That's the other one. Yes. You are like, oh yeah, go, there it is. Or do you suppose that the scripture is speaking of no purpose that says the spirit whom Christ has given you dwells in us and yearns over us and he yearns for the spirit and look at it, with jealous love. Okay, cool with me. Look at verse six. But he gives us more and more Everybody say more and more grace. grace. What's grace? The power of God in you to do what you could not do by yourself. Does that make sense? You cannot live this Christian life without the Holy Spirit power. It'd be religion without it. Remember I told you Old Testament? What's harder, Old Testament or new? New! Because in the Old Testament said, hey, if you kill somebody, you're to be killed. New Testament says what? If you got hatred in your heart, it's as good as murder. Bunch of murderers in here. Y'all need to repent. What's harder? What's harder? Come on, smile on your brother. Let us love one another right now. Come on. You're looking at me in that tone of voice. Cut it out. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. Right? It was hard. Oh, you kill somebody, you get killed. You hate somebody in the New Testament as good as murder. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What's harder? New Testament, but why? Bigger curve. I've told you this a lot, but you need to see this, because I got grace to live this life. Oh, so let me ask you a question. How are you going to live a Christian life that God's asked you to live? No wonder why we look defeated sometimes. We're not tapping in the strength to win. Isn't that good? So don't think, you never had a failure, you just needed some more teaching. Hey, you never had a failure, you just needed a little bit more teaching. Some of you had to tap into some strength. I'm getting strategies. You know, the Bible calls them strategies. Like, the military's got strategies. They don't just go out there and just do stuff stupid. They run around like a bunch of nuts. They got strategies. Strategic. Yeah, Jesus is the greatest. Oh, Jesus is the best. 
You know, because they think Jesus is like some dude just walking around a robe. Now, Jesus was a warrior. Oh, yeah, man. The Lord's a warrior, bro. He don't play no game. Strategic. The whole Bible's strategic. Very militant in its actions. I like it. It's like dominate, crush, destroy everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm down with. Come on. All your enemies. Because you only got one enemy, the devil. That's all you got. You got one enemy, the enemy. is the devil. You know what I'm saying? But you get it. More great. Now, look what it says up here. You pulling this in? Now, read the Bible. What does he call grace in the Amplified? Power of the Holy Spirit. To do what? To meet this evil and every other evil and every stuff that comes. And anything that's trying to come against you. So how in the heaven are you going to tap in to being victorious over the stuff coming against you if you don't tap into grace? That's a good scripture, man. Come on, you see it? So you're out there, you're out there, you're out there trying to win. But I didn't tap in the strength to win. So it's funny. You know, Pastor, Pastor, your daddy was here. Right? Manny's daddy was here. And he was talking about running the, running the marathon. Right? I don't know nothing about running. I ran the 5K. I won, though. I did, not the whole thing. I ran my age group, got a medal, retired. Yeah, I did. That's how you did. Some of you people are gluttons for punishment. Manny, he, you got me on video for daddy? We were talking about running. I did. I ran the 5K. I trained. I got all psyched, pumped. I was like, I'm going to win this thing, man. He let me out the gate, and I ran with the dude that ran. And I said, number one, I said, I'm, I'm just going to give everything I got. But I said, I don't know how to do this, so I'm going to follow you. Because I knew, number one, I knew this. If I go out without somebody that knows how to do this, I won't set the right pace. So I stood with somebody that ran, and it's funny. I started, he's going to video me. And I talked to his dad, and we were talking about And he ran the Boston Marathon. And this is what he said. He said, when you get to after 20 miles, wasn't it 20 miles? He said, Everybody's good for 20 miles, and that's when, if you didn't prepare, you won't finish. Basically, what he was telling me. Why? Because here's the thing. When you get that far out, you had to be prepping all the while you were running to be able to finish. You see it? See, that's what I'm saying. Some of you out there running, and you, you're starving out, and you're shot out. You're like, I can't finish. I, I can't. You, you got to prep up. You got to prep up, you understand? Look, maybe you petered out before the last couple of times, but guess what? Ain't no running out of gas now around here. I'm going to tap in and source of my strength. A couple minutes a day. I don't need your hour in the morning praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't need none of that stuff. I need you all day long tapping in the strength while you need it, while you run. Don't give me all you, you all loaded up in the closet. You ain't even running in the race yet. Get in the race and run, and while you're running, eat a banana on the road. Come on, somebody. Fuel up in the race. Fuel, stop. You at work? Uh, yeah, excuse me. You about ready to smack somebody at work? Excuse me. Uh, I'm, I need a coffee break. Go over to the I need to take a ride. I'm going to the store. I'll be back. What are you getting? I something. Go take a walk around the neighborhood. I, I need a break. Go to, there's a lake in the back. I seen that the other day. Go to, I'll be back. What do you do? I, just, I clear my head. That's what he does. Go walk away. Get away or in the car. Tap in. Is this, is this clicking? Because watch what you do. Because I know you. Happens in the morning. You hold on to it all day long. About midnight when you're laying in bed, you finally decide to maybe give it to God. That don't happen. Stay up half the night. Wake up in the morning. It's waiting for you. Stop. I got a need right now. Time out. Hallelujah. I'm going to get some grace for help and time and need when I need it. That's why I gave you the Holy Ghost. Look right here. You see that scripture now? Now put grace is the power of God. Do you see that? More and more power of the Holy Spirit. So what's the Holy Spirit power? Grace. So let me just, let's just, let's say, let's just stretch ourselves today. All right, we're almost done. Okay, we're almost done. Can you give me, give me, give me a little bit? Let's just stretch ourselves here. He's stretching. I like it. Physically stretch. Ready? Maybe the guy that gives grace, the Holy Spirit, when you're praying the prayers he gives you, is giving you the right prayers to get the grace for the situations you're facing. Who wants to stretch out and say that could possibly be since he's the guy giving you the grace? Are we seeing this? Are you pulling this in? So if he's giving you the prayers, what kind of prayers do you think he's giving you to pray even though you don't know you're praying? Uh, how about, let me go, let's go out on a limb. Hey, you know, I wasn't great at school, let's just give it a shot. He's probably giving you the prayers you need to overcome the stuff that's coming against you that you don't even know about. Can we stretch that out and say, yeah, I think so? Since he's the guy giving you the prayers, 
So the guy giving you the is the guy that's got the grace. What kind of prayer do you think that just was? Grace-filled prayers for whatever I needed to pray about that I didn't need to know because he's the one who searched my heart. So maybe we should just stop trying to figure it out and just start acting a little vision of doing this. Even if it's just for a minute, hey, bump the prayer time. Just live a life of prayer. I'm going to come in and out all day long. Because not only do you need grace, you got to change your thinking. you got to change your speaking. When I connect with the Holy Ghost, he starts giving me grace and ability for stuff I don't know I need. You read that, didn't you? Creates divine alignment, didn't you? Praying in the Holy Spirit brings me divine alignment of thought. Write that down. Come on. I'm going to give you two places real quick. Ready? Number one, Philippians 2.5. Come on. You ready for this? Two places, thinking and words. Everybody say thinking and words. How many need new thinking? How many want to think like God thinks? Come on, somebody. How do you get better at thinking God thoughts? Easy. Look what it says here. Philippians 2 and 5, passion. It says this, and consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. What does that mean? That means every time me and you start yielding over and tapping into that spiritual reservoir about the things we're thinking about, the things we're facing, he gives us grace for, but the things we need to think, he brings divine alignment. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, the Lord said. What's that mean? That don't mean you're goofy. That just means he wants you thinking about things the way he thinks about it. And what do you say about man? What are you, why are you so mindful of man that you made him a little lower than God? Now, this is what I'm going to tell you here. God made your image and your likeness like him. Does that make sense? He never changed your DNA of what you look like. You're a spirit man. But here's the one thing he did. He said, I'm not giving you my seat. I'm going to give you a seat next to me. What's that mean? That means you got the same power God's got. God, you want to funny? We're crazy. This is really good. God had no problem sharing his power with you. He just will not share his authority at the level where he's at with you. You understand that? He'll give you his authority, but he won't give you the same authority because that'll make you weird. That's what Lucifer got screwed up with. But he said, I got no problem making you in the likeness and the image and giving you the same power, but I'm not going to give you the same authority. You use my authority in my name. See it? Keeps you safe because it keeps you covered. Everything God does, he keeps you covered. That's why people that ain't covered, you're rogue, you're rebellious. You know what I mean? All these uncovered people, you know what I mean? They don't got nobody. To you, you show me who you listen to, I'll show you whether you're safe or not. You don't listen to nobody, you're, 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 you're bound for trouble. You know, dad, but you know what I mean? I don't listen to nobody. You're a clown. You ain't got no power neither. Oh, you want to know when I got it? I went to Cleveland, Tennessee. Ever tell you that story? Jesus. Driving in a car. I went to go see Brother Norval. I was like, this is going to be great. Go see Brother Norval, right? I'm driving in the car. I had the van. Remember the van? Oh, my God. We're in a conversion van. This conversion van. I'm driving with the kids. Billy's true story. I don't lie to you ever about it. I don't lie, period. When I'm in this atmosphere, I never even stretch. I'm in the car. I'm driving back, and I was freaking out a little bit because he would work in authority that I'd never seen before. See, here's the thing. This could help you. This, I don't know why I'm talking about this. I right, just know this. Two things you got to do. The stories are better. So anyway, one, you got to get your thoughts. Two, you'll change your words. Here's the stories. I never really lined up with the theology because the theology always challenged me. Because I was, uh, Brother Hagin taught us a different way than Brother Norval did. And I was like, this theology is wearing me out. <laughs> I was like, Brother Norval, what are you talking about? You bug God. I was like, that's not scriptural. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and things that would challenge me scripturally, I could never figure out. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you're being stupid. I didn't send you there for theological seminary. I sent you there to learn about authority. Because certain men... You could follow their authority more than you could follow the teaching. Dr. Shrill is like that. Find it in his mouth. See, guys got it in their hands, guys got it in their mouth. There's a difference. So I'm sitting there and I'm driving, Jared, I'm, dri I'm driving this van. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, 
this place is going to be crazy. There's going to be, it's going to be people here from God knows where. It's going to be off the wall. And I never forgot. I went, I did the thing. And driving home, I would listen to him, though. God told me the first time, he said, don't change the vision. Because he gave him the building. And he said, don't ever change the vision. Steward the vision and I'll give you buildings. I said, what? He said, everybody that came tried to change the vision and they're not in the ministry any longer. They're not. He said, this was before they were all out. He said, steward the vision and I'll give you buildings. Okay, came back. We're just gonna steward the vision. That was the first trip. I just did what he did. Whatever, I'll do what you want to do. The third time or whatever it was, we're driving back. The Lord said to me, because I listened. The Lord said, they know you're in heaven. Now they'll know you're in hell. <laughs> I said, what? Everybody was sleeping. I said, I'm losing it, man. I said, what do you mean now they, they you know, sometimes you think it's you. You know what I mean? They know you're in heaven. Now they're going to know you in hell. In my spirit, I hear this. Because I didn't like none of this stuff. Because they were growling at me at the homeless ministry. It was whacked. I was like, oh, God. This is not the ministry I want. I do not want the ministry of deliverance. I don't want it. Because I was around those guys. And I was like, brother, no, you can keep this. He brought me in for demonology. It's like, oh, my God. Every, a nine million mile radius, every devil in hell is going to show up. It's going to be all night long here. I said, that's not my thing. Leave me on my lane. I don't want it. And I never forget. He said, they know you're in heaven. Now they're going to know you in hell. All right, whatever that means. I come back. We went to a prayer meeting. You remember that prayer meeting? Yeah, this lady, I come in the thing, and they're praying. I never was big on casting out devils and all this stuff. Don't get nervous and all this stuff. Unless you got, if you're getting nervous right now, you, don't worry about it. Just be right. These stories make everybody nervous. Don't be nervous. Nobody's got devils in here. Relax. Calm down. So I, this is a true story. So I come back from this prayer meeting, and I'm like, I don't know. Don't you never know you know. I forgot about it. I was thinking, did you meditate on that all day? I thought it was something I ate. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's God, whatever. And I'm in this prayer meeting. And you know who it was? And I'm in this prayer meeting, we're praying, and this lady starts, like, in the prayer meeting. She went to the church. She starts, like, hacking and joke, choking or something. I'm like, she needs a drink of water. <laughs> and the Lord goes, cast the devil out of her. I said, what the world is going on? Cast the what out of her? Okay, this is really true, too, identically true. She's coughing. Cast the devil out of her. I said, here we go. Now, now I am one of these guys. Now, great. I'm going to go walk up to the lady in the church and cast the devil out of her. The six people at the prayer meeting, this thing's going downhill quick. She's cast the devil out of her. And I got up to her and I prayed for her. She got delivered. She told me she was being oppressed later on. I didn't know. In her mind. She was really being oppressed in her mind. This is why God brings deliverance. This should never be like some spectacle. This is about helping people, man. The devil's a dirtbag. He does not play fair with the mind of people. So I didn't realize while she was drinking the water, it wasn't about that. God wanted her free. God loves people so much, he don't care. He'll bring you halfway around the world to set somebody free. And for the first time in my life, this stuff was really working, man, like strong, like way stronger, like I was in a room. And I got it. And the Lord, you know what the Lord right at home told me? He said, because you submit to the authority of it, you can have the authority for it. I said, what? He said, because you've submitted to the authority of it, you can have the authority for it. And that's what I learned. You're only as good as who you listen to. The Roman centurion figured it out. Because you don't get authority until you come under authority. You're not safe. See what I'm saying? So everybody wants to go get all this stuff to work. It doesn't work until you figure it out. That's why I said what I said a minute ago. That's why it's never, none of this stuff's ever about control. It's got nothing to do with control. You're crazy. Then you're in the wrong place. That's where someone you got a problem, and that's why you got church hurt. You went somewhere where it was control. You understand? It's not control. People that try to control, they don't, they don't have no, no spiritual sense. You understand? You can't get people like that for change. So anyway, leave that alone. So you understand what I'm saying. So when you start coming under the authority of God's word, now you start getting the power. That's when most people don't have power in their life. They're talking to the enemy. The enemy's like, you don't even do half the word you hear. Why are we going to listen to you, clown? But they want great authority. You got to go all, that's why I got no, see, there's, did you get that? Come on. I'll say it again. You're going to the word of God. You ain't even listening to half the word, and then you're going to have power and authority? 
You know the word. You're like, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I do what I want to do. You ain't going to have no authority who comes to the enemy. Enemy's like, you can't be rebelling against God and his word all day long, and then you're going to go kick them out at night. It ain't going to work. You got to get over this word a little more. And let me tell you, the more discipline you start getting, you'll start telling the enemy his idea. See, here's the he can't work on your mind as much as he's working on your mind the more you become authoritative under the word of God. You get under that authority. Now, all of a sudden, I start taking back my mind. Those thoughts can't get in as much. And then once you get real disciplined and not speaking this stuff out of your mouth, they'll stop hitting your head. And then you, you dominate the enemy. You understand what I'm saying? I've been there, man. I've been there. You could cut it with a knife. Fear so thick, make your hair stand up. Yeah, man. It's just how you get it. Come underneath the authority of the word. Stay there. Don't come out. That's what the enemy wants. Come out of there. You don't have to do that. Oh, it ain't that serious. Because he don't want you getting the upper hand on him. Because once you get the upper hand on him, you'll start dictating, de- delegating, and dictating to him. Okay? So how many of you need to get your thinking right? Next time you get a thought that you don't want to meditate on and it's wearing you out, bring it in the Holy Ghost. And this is a minute. This ain't long. Oh, oh, oh. You ever get this thought? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna die or some crazy thought comes. You know what I mean? You ever get these crazy thoughts? We all get them, right? Oh, you're going to die. Oh, oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to pull that thought in. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die in Jesus' name. Or somebody happens, right? Oh, those kids, you can do it. The kids, the kids, the kids are, those kids ain't never going to serve God. Shut up. Those kids are going to serve God. Grab that thought, bring them in. They're going to serve God all the days of their life. God's going to say, they're the, they're, the, they're the fruit of my womb. They're my inheritance. They're serving God all day. Oh, the kids are getting off and they're thinking. They're all spaced out. They're all playing on their phones and all this junk. And they got wrong ideas. Take their head in the prayer time. They're gonna, my kids got the right mind. Pull them in. A minute. A minute. A couple minutes. That's it. Are you pulling this in? You see what I'm saying? You can, some of you know what the problem is. You're staying too far out in the natural, and you're not getting over in the spirit, and now everything you're doing is natural, and you're sitting there going, why isn't this thing like this? Because you're not getting the spiritual strength you need for life. Did you get it? So don't, don't go up, don't go on the, well, I had my prayer time in the morning. Have your prayer time in the morning, great. But have this time when, hey, throughout the day, I got it. How be it in the spirit, he, how be it in the spirit, he what? How be it in the spirit, he's praying out mysteries. How many got some mysteries about your life you need to pray out? Okay, watch this. How many got some mysteries about your financial future? Everybody does. Pull it in a prayer. How many got some mysteries about your family future? Pull it in a prayer. How many got some mysteries? You know what I'm saying? Wisdom. So where's that wisdom? See, the wisdom to be the daddy is in you from Jesus. You pull it up with the book of the tongues. See it? The wisdom you need for everything in life. Are you seeing this? And what's this going to take? A couple minutes. You see, is it clicking? How be in the spirit? How be in the spirit? So pull it in. God, these ideas I got, they ain't right. I know they ain't right. They're not lining up with the word of God. So instead of me trying to figure this out, battle this thing, cast it down, cast it down, I'm going to bring it in this thing. I'm going to get some grace for the place. Pull it. God, I need to have a right mind. God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. Get that scripture and go in there. Thank you, God, for a sound mind. And connect. You see it? You see it? What'd that take? And you want to know why I show you this? Changes your focus. And ch- once I change your focus, I change what you feel. Once I change what you feel, I got you in a whole different playing field. But watch this. You ready for this? When I tell you go there, I'm putting you where your eyes need to be, and that's in worship. The only reason why God gave you worship was to change your focus. See it? You think he needs you worshiping him? He got angels screaming in heaven all day long. He wants it, but he don't need it. He said, a rock will take your place if you don't get in there, bro, because everything's screaming out glory to him. You need it for you so you could change your attention on what it is and where it needs to go. Woo! <laughs> You're going to be like, spirit, and you ain't got to be weird. Don't go to work. Get everybody mad. Take a walk. Stir yourself up in the spirit. See it? Oh, temptation's knocking on the door. Knock back. 
I can't, I can't, I can't. Stop saying you can't. You understand me? I can't, I can't overtake, I can't overtake. Tell your head to shut up. I just told you how to do it. The problem is you're getting lazy. It's letting this stuff hit your head. I think I'm overwhelmed, I can't. Is that, yeah, you're overwhelmed? You're overwhelmed? Look, I'm not, I'm not knocking your overwhelmness. I'm a little bit smart with you right now because I want you to win. Oh, oh so it's, it's tough? Yeah, I know it's tough. Guess what? Take the thing out of the arena natural and bring it in this other arena and see how long it lasts. I'm not thinking like that no more. You understand me? You gotta get mad. Some of you gotta start getting mad. Not like being angry out in people, but I'm tired of this. I'm tired of thinking this stuff. Take the thing by force. The kingdom of heaven itself is violent. The violent take it by force. Take it by force. Take it by force. Take it, I'm not thinking like that no more. I'm not believing that no more. I'm pulling in this new arena. Bra, steak, gay, bra, sto, cold, bra. And you need to get all filled up. Amen? And I mean, now, now you're winning. Start winning. You're winning. I'm winning every day. I'm winning. See it? Now you got to do it, though. Pastor Chris, how long? I like it until I get the no to victory. I like to call it the no to victory. What's that mean? I don't come back all day long, but I got to know I got the no to victory. I got it. Do you know it? I don't got to know it. I just got to feel it kind of like it's like a feel. I feel good about it. If it keeps coming back, you didn't get victory yet. Beat it down till it can't come back no more. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you want to, oh, okay. Now you guys are like to fight. This is good for you. You know what I'm saying? You fighters. No, there's half of you, to, it's more to women than the men anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about your hands, goofy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, you come on. You get, get, get in there. No, 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 no. I ain't going to lose. I don't lose. Now, you see, now you're getting dangerous because now you're on the offensive. You're not just defending yourself. Man, the stuff I'm teaching you, you got to be dangerous. I'm serious. stuff's off the wall. You don't hear this every week. Where you been? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Let's say, this guy's nuts. I'm crazy. I'm over here showing you, what do you, this is how you get him. And then you win. I don't know what you're supposed to win, but I don't care. Whatever you're going to win, it's waiting for you. The victor's prize is waiting for you. You ready to go? Come on, stand up on your feet. What they said you couldn't do, you can I'm not around a church. I'm not going to have a bunch of church people. Can't doers. Can't do this. You can do this. I'm going to lay hands on some of these people, too. I feel it in here. Is that okay? Can you help me? I'm not going to go too crazy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.